Hey people, so I have a, I have something to share with you, something very personal that I didn't think I would share with other people out loud, but I am, and I'm kind of excited about it because, so like I mentioned before in my very first terribly done intro episode, I mentioned that I do a lot of voice recordings, and I do that because I am too lazy to write, physically write. I actually write a lot, like when I'm typing, but I have not ever been one to keep a journal consistently, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm gonna be proud and be like, no, that's not how I, that's not how I function. But something I have done for the past two years is kept voice recordings because sometimes I guess I'm an external processor and even if no one's listening usually it's just talking to God and just being like hey like this is what's happening help or thank you or what's going on and I just record myself I record myself to remind myself of things that I've gone through or just to remember how faithful God has been And also just probably because of this podcast, I didn't think that this would actually come to be. I honestly didn't know if my voice memos could actually transfer over to a podcast app. So that's pretty cool. And also, I just wanted to share a story. Well, it's a voice recording of this idea and notion of deserving good things. I've been writing a lot about deserving good things on my Instagram and just in general over the past few weeks because I've been in this sort of like revelation period of like realizing that I do deserve good things and trying to combat patterns of negative thinking and negative self-talk that centers around this idea that I don't deserve good things. So this is going to be a pretty personal voice memo and It's definitely anecdotal, so if you don't have time to listen to it, that's okay. Just pause it and come back. You have time. It's not going anywhere. But I wanted to share this with you, so if anyone else ever has struggled with this idea and notion that you don't deserve good things because of whatever reason, whatever past hurts or thoughts or whatever has come to mind or has played a part in your life that has caused you to believe this lie that you don't deserve good things... This is for you and for me. It's for all of us. So enjoy. Okay, so I quickly just wanted to share something because I have been in this like weird place of the abyss of the pre-second date. first thing just while we're here is that I for some reason cannot like I cannot say the word date like I don't know what it is but I think because the word date just has so much it's just like so much that I just don't like to use the word date but if I'm being really honest like dating is what I'm trying to do so it's like I don't know why I have this aversion to saying the word date It's just something I've been noticing. And my friend Courtney had to correct me on it because I kept saying, our first meeting, and she said, your first date. 
Leanne, your first date. And it was a date. It was a date. And I don't know why that that's weird to say. I think it's because for me, like, when I think of that, like, I am fine with saying it's a date. Like, that's, like, what first comes to mind. But then, like, I also, there's, like, this weird thing with guys where they just feel like they're just too pressured. So they don't want to be so pressured. So it's not a date. It's just a hangout. And it's, like, no. It's okay for it to be a date. Dating doesn't equal marriage. Like, literally, dating is dating. That's all it is. It doesn't have to be so serious. Like, let's all just chill and just be okay. Like, it's okay to date people. Dating people is, like, taking them out. And depending on who you're attracted to, taking out the opposite sex or whatever. And saying, like, hey, like, I am romantically interested in you and, like, or I find you attractive and I would like to get to know you to see if I'm romantically interested, whatever. It's not like you're like, oh, let's get married because like we're going on a date. Like it's literally not that serious. So anyway, that's the first thing. The second thing is after I get over this whole uh, pre-second date limbo that I'm in, I was thinking today about, so I'm talking with this guy um, and you know, I went out with him like a few weeks ago and like two weeks ago and it was a really nice first date and we just walked around, we talked and just explored like the belt line and it was just really, it was different and it was nice and like super like low key and just a fun adventure for a Sunday and more on that later. But basically I have been just, I've been talking to him via text and it's been fine, like, you know, I think we're both living our lives, and we're both busy, so we, like, obviously, I mean, we talk, like, throughout the day, but, you know, texts are delayed because life, um, and I guess something that's been coming up for me a lot has been the, so today I was, like, sitting, you know, just, like, doing some homework, and, like, um, like, I was just, like, going through my text messages, like, from my friends that I was, Okay, that's a lie. I was going through his text messages because I was reading them, and then I, he sent this video yesterday, and it was a video of him and his, like, niece, and it was super cute, and, like, I saw his face, like, in the video, and I was like, wow, he's really cute, like, I think he's cute, and, like, it made me excited because I'm like, oh, cool, like, I am, like, going on a second date with a guy that I think is attractive and a guy that, whose personality, like, I, you know, liked enough to go out again with, you know, so... Um, and that made me, like, you know, excited and, like, oh, cool, like, I find someone cute. Because when you get to adulthood, crushes are far and few in between, unless you are in a field or in a place where there's many men, and you can have all the crushes. But if you're not in a place where there's a lot of men or people of the people of the gender that you are into, then you're just kind of, like, crushes come every now and then. And crushes might come through the now more contemporary method of online dating so anyway I was excited because I'm like this is a crush and maybe I haven't felt that way in a little while so it was a little foreign but I have a crush sitting there and I like had this thought while I was like kind of excited like oh cool like he's cute I find him cute and then I was like oh but like you can't get too excited Leanne because when you get too excited and too like happy like you know, bad things follow. And that sounds really dramatic, but what I mean when I say bad things is that, like, when I get excited or happy about something, 
my thought process automatically goes to, well, then, like, what goes up must come down kind of thing. So, like, if it's too, if it's good, then it's probably not, like, it's probably going to end not good. And don't ask me where that train of thinking comes from. I think it's just years and years of just negative self-talk and just teaching myself that um, I don't deserve good things, which leads me to my point that I was making, I was talking to God today and just now and out loud to myself as well and just talking about how I wasn't sure like what what that feeling was that I had earlier today but then I, I named it and I said that it definitely was this whole idea that like I don't deserve good things and therefore when something good happens I should expect something bad to happen and like today I was like texting with him and like there was a little bit of lapse in his response and like I'm a girl so I overthink everything so don't judge me when I was like well obviously he's not interested so blah 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 blah. and my friend Courtney was like I told her a little bit about like you know just this whole endeavor that I'm on and she's like I wouldn't see his like whatever like there are certain things I wouldn't see those as signs that he's not interested I would look for signs um of interest that he is showing and so Anyway, me blowing up out of proportion, I'm like, well, he hasn't responded in, like, an hour, in, like, two hours, like, it's just, like, obviously he's not interested, and obviously this is just not gonna go anywhere, so we're kind of, like, it's just obviously not gonna be good, and I knew I shouldn't have gotten my hopes up, and so now everything is garbage. <sighs> yes, friends, that is how my mind works, and I can't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's not, I'm not proud of the way my mind works, it's just how my mind works, and feel like my mind goes at like probably 50,000 miles per hour when my like actual like words come out like maybe a five five mile per hour thing um but like my thoughts are always racing and always like overthinking things and overanalyzing things and I'm just trying to recognize it and trying to catch it before my train of thought gets derailed so basically all of this to say is that I came to the conclusion that this method or way of thinking, however you want to say it, has stemmed from this idea that I do not deserve good things. And I can't tell you where that stems from. I can just tell you that right now I am working on believing that I deserve good things because I do. And not in like the way of like I am self-entitled. It's just the matter of fact is, is that sometimes God, life, puts good things into our paths and I feel like me specifically when I get a good thing in my path I try my best to see the worst in it because I don't think I deserve it and I don't know why but I'm just saying that's how it, how it happens and I don't I start to think that I don't deserve it and then when it happens I do whatever I can to self-sabotage myself and just you know, make myself super, super negative. And it's just not, it's just not the right way to do things. Like it's not the way I want to live my life. And I realize that it will be, if that's the way I end up living my life and I don't ever change, I will never find contentment. Like in God, in my life, in my work, in my romantic life, in in love and marriage and children, whatever, I will just never find contentment because I'm always looking 
for the negative. And sometimes it's okay just to, actually, it's always okay to cherish and relish, cherish, relish, whatever. Just sit in the good things that are given to you because life is freaking hard sometimes. And so when life cuts you a break and gives you something good, it's okay to take the time and just to, to just, just marinate in it. I don't know another word for it, but just like sit in it, soak in it and let it be good. And like, I've told myself this a thousand times, but I'm, I'm still having to like reiterate it and just restate it. But the thing is that like, you just deserve good things and that's it. Like, that's it. You don't have to like look for the negative in things. You can just look for the positive in things and that's fine. So all of that to say, as I ramble and as I finish my rambling, is I deserve good things. And I am enough as I am. And I was thinking, I was reading Morgan Harper Nichols and she always makes the poet inside of me come out, whatever little poet it is. And I was just thinking to myself, like, what a sad life it would be to lead if, like, all I did, let me try and remember what I said. I said, what a sad life it would be to lead, like, if you were always looking, if in those happy moments you were always looking and waiting for the bad moments, and it's like, can you ever really say that you were happy? Like if you, if you're happy and all you can do is start, is think about the bad and the, the negative things that could come out of this happiness, then are you ever really truly happy? And I have to say that my answer is no, because you're so busy worrying about this happy thing and you're worrying about something that hasn't even happened, hasn't even occurred or hasn't even like been a like a thought or or said or whatever and you're worried about it and it's like can you just enjoy the happiness like just sit in the happiness like yeah sometimes life sucks and sometimes bad things happen when things are going really well but like wouldn't it be better just to live your life and I know it's scary and vulnerable and like it's a risk Sometimes sometimes to just be happy, it's a risk, especially for people, I feel like, who have anxiety or have maybe some past traumas, and I think we all have traumas and baggage, but, like, especially for people who, like, really just struggle with, like, finding joy, the joy in every day, like, it is a risk. It's a risk to be happy and to let yourself be happy, and I understand. Like, I, I will tell you that I understand. I don't know... Like, I don't know if I'll ever publish these, but if I do, I just wanted to say it, that if anybody ever else, ever else feels that way, that I understand. I get that. It's a risk to be happy and let yourself feel happy and let yourself just be in the happiness. But at the same time, I think it's so much better. It's such a much better lived life if you take the risk of being happy and just let that happen because... I feel like more often than not, the happiness that you get to experience won't disappoint you. But what will disappoint you is the worry and the anxiety and the just 
the self-defeatingness that you'll have, like, because you're afraid of being happy, if that makes sense. So I'd rather just take the risk and just let myself just slide on into happiness. And then when those bad things do come, like everything else in life, I'll have to take it one step at a time. That's it. And that's life. Yes, happiness is a risk and letting yourself slide into happiness and stay in it is a risk. But I think it's more worthwhile to do that than to doubt the happiness that you're feeling and just like kind of prod it until it becomes grief, sadness, frustration, doubt, whatever. Okay, I am done because I'm trying to read before I go to bed, but I had to just say this out loud because I know one day I'm on, I want to listen to this and I'm going to hopefully be encouraged by it. So future Leanne, I just wanted to let you know that you deserve good things and you are enough as you are. empowered right now I don't really know what will make you feel empowered because I feel really good about this episode and I just feel like it was exactly what I needed to hear again even though I was the one who said it but I think you should feel great (laughs) that's just my personal opinion but thank you for listening that was like a voice memo that I did maybe three weeks ago And definitely there are some updates that I could share with you and I might share with you. But for now, just take away the main gist that you, my friend, deserve good things. And also that you are enough as you are. And I want to challenge you to write that down somewhere. Whether it's on your planner or a sticky note on your bathroom mirror. That's what I do. Just hint. But just to remind yourself of that daily and just get it in your brain that it's true because it is and the only way we can combat lies that we've ingrained in our like minds for like our entire lives is if we combat it with truth so yeah I hope that this was really encouraging for you and not completely confusing because my brain does as I said go 50,000 miles per hour Hopefully it made sense. If not, let me know. Ask me questions. Leave comments. Try and be nice because I'm pretty sensitive. It's that type four in me. But other than that, thanks for listening. And yeah, go change the world or do something great. Maybe just take a nap. That's fine too. I take naps. So no judgment.